Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 491. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Merritt, British Columbia, the center of fire zone. Yes, we still have fires all over the place. Logan Lake, a very close town to us, is under evacuation alert. That does not mean they have to evacuate. That just means they're under an alert. Uh, You have to be ready to go in half an hour's notice. Um, there are other places, a lot of other places around here that have been evacuated. There's a lot of places that have been run over by a fire. So it's kind of a, a, a touchy subject from here. There's lots of smoke in the sky, which makes really pretty sunsets. Uh, anyhow, and sunrises, and even sometimes during the day we can't see the sun because there's a lot of smoke. Uh, air quality sucks. Uh, there's been air quality warnings all over the place, and uh, so be it. That's kind of what's happening in our neck of the woods but something more exciting than the fires is happening we get football there's a football game tomorrow can you believe it we haven't had football since november of 2019 i think it's 400 and some odd days uh, it, wow we got football happening i you know what it's almost hard to believe i i don't believe it it is it really going to happen or is this just like some cardboard replica that's going to happen? Will says, did it really happen? Kind of like the moon landing because they did that in the Hollywood basement. Right? Are we really going to have a football game or is it going to be a, uh, you know, just like Photoshop only with welding? Uh, it's one of the groups I belong to. It's really cool. Anyhow. Um, yeah. Well, football. So we're going to go off and do things. Okay. Now one of the questions that uh, the group not the group, or at least Will asked me, and uh, he asked me if we were going to go back to um, two shows a week, because we used to have a Sunday show and a Wednesday show. Sunday show was a wrap-up of the weekend of what happened, and then Wednesday show was a prediction for the week coming up. I think we're going to continue doing one show a week for now, unless it gets overwhelming, because... Quite frankly, my life is really, really busy, and I can't afford to do two nights a week. And uh, Will kind of agreed with me there. Charles, uh, you're you're new to this subject, uh, and uh, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing, Charles? Hello, I'm I'm doing very well. Excited to watch football tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. I know Winnipeg uh, and Hamilton yeah. Grey Cup pre uh, rematch. Yep. What do you think and of this show? As, Can we do uh, one, one show a week? Are you good with I, that? I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine just doing the one show a week. I mean, uh, we did when we were doing our um, our predictions for our fake season. We would always start off our Wednesday show just kind of doing a bit of a review. So I don't see why we can't just do it the same way with the regular game. So I'm Ex- fine exactly. doing it that way and doing one show a week. We don't need to do a full big time breakdown. Uh, I mean, we can talk about it, but this. That also makes it easier for me to do an agenda, so that's good with me, too. So, yeah, just staying at one show is just fine with me. Okay. One of the things that we did before was we actually talked about the the game that we had that we watched, right? 
and got into detail right. of what happened, what was cool, what was not, what else. Where when we had our fantasy season, we didn't have that ability. Where there was not, there wasn't really a show right. because we, you know, it was just Sparky and Dice. So um, there's, we're going to have to be a little bit um, limited on what we we can't let Mark go off and talk about his D line and O line and some. Water boy did something special the way yeah. that he goes rants on about Winnipeg Blue Bombers and how wonderful they are. Make me right. sick, gag me with a spoon. Anyhow, um, he's almost as bad as a rider fan at times. Uh, anyhow, yeah, so that's kind of what we have to just keep a, a lid on that so that it doesn't get too carried yep. away and we can talk about the, the show. If we can do that all within the first hour and then yep. the second hour we talk about news, then, then uh, we're good. We're, 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 we're golden. We, we should be able to pull this off in one show a week because, quite frankly, my life is too busy to do two shows. Yep, that's fine. And you're good me. with that, Charles? I'm perfectly fine with that. William, welcome to the show. Hello. You know what? My, uh, I'm two years older than the last time we did this two times a week, and I need to sleep. So, yeah, I'm good with one show. I'm good okay. with one show, man. And and we can yeah. talk the first hour we can talk about the week before and the week coming up and the second hour we can talk about Charles' agenda. And like Charles said, he needs a lot less stuff if we're only talking for an hour on his exactly. agenda stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, that'll Which work out good. With. Yep. Right. Okay. So Yeah, I'm um, good with that. We we do have another party involved in here. Mark Mark is, but yeah, if but, we do this in a democratic he's, fashion, he's outvoted. He's already outvoted yeah, three to one. And if we do it in the dictatorship that I am, I just fuck him. And guess what? He can hard he can hardly make one show a week, let alone two. So fuck that. I was say, you're not here. You don't get a vote. Yeah, he's not here go. enough to vote. Nope. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Mark. No, God it's okay. chooses to go smoke pot in the woods instead of coming on a football show. Yep. In a tent. Isn't he, he, he's, he's really lucky that his job doesn't like his Um. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. My job doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Well. So um, we've got nothing to review. Hey, you know, I missed the Grey Cup show. Who won the Grey Cup? Sparky's Who Grey what? Cup. Uh, in our fake, our fake Grey Cup. Yeah. Uh, I think it Calgary Hamilton? won. Or was it Calgary? I thought Calgary I won. I think Calgary won. I don't remember won. either. It might have I been. I can't remember. It's, it's not I'm, important. I'm, it's, it's really not important, but I'm sure Sparky's going to tell us tomorrow. Yeah, because I, I missed the show. I think I, I, I didn't have that show, and you guys like carried on without me. Like, I felt like kind mm-hmm. of sad, but anyhow, it was mm-hmm. it was Calgary and Montreal, wasn't it, in the finals? I'm, yeah, that, yes, that rings a bell. Um, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And Calgary won it. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But Sparky, I'm sure, is going to tell us what's going on. Yeah, I'm looking back um, to see if I can find it. Uh, oh, it's not important, Charles. That's a while that's ago. That's no. a while yeah. ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Okay, okay. so uh, here yeah, we go. Uh, the game's tomorrow, the first game tomorrow, which is Thursday night football. I hate Thursday night football. Yeah. Thursday night football is better than Tuesday or Wednesday, but I still hate Thursday night. Should Two games Friday, two games Saturday, call it a year. 
Okay, um, we got the visitor Hamilton Tiger Cats coming into IG Field in Winnipeg to play the Blue Bombers. Okay, now we have changed this. Oh, oh, we didn't, we didn't post that. We were. Uh, remember, I was going to say that we, we all agreed to donate twenty-five dollars to uh, one of the listeners who's who got the most amount of. Anyhow, anyhow, we'll talk about that later. Um, right. We only have to do, we're not doing the scores. We're not going to say Hamilton 42, Winnipeg 12, anything like that. We're going to do a total score for the game. Total and points. We're going to, total points, and we're going to say which team wins. Okay? Okay. Yep. And Sparky's going to take track of this, and we'll go for that. Okay? So I guess it's whoever is the closest. I don't know the closest without going over. Is it like the price is right? Or is it just closest to the score? I don't know. Um, let's go. Charles, you've got to take Hamilton or Winnipeg and give me a score, please. Total point score. All right. Well, it's nice to be able to be predicting a game that's actually going to be played and not just someone rolling some dice. Because uh, that was, uh, you know. No, not that we didn't appreciate Sparky doing it. Absolutely not. Thank you for that. It uh, helped get us through, but uh, it's nice to be talking about an actual game. Uh, So this game is interesting because the Bombers are going to be missing two very, very important uh, pieces of the puzzle, of their offensive puzzle, especially both um, Andrew Harris and uh, Darwin Adams are both out in this game. So neither one of them is going to play. And when you're going up against a team like the Hamilton Ticats, which many, many people, if you look at a lot of the uh, season previews, many people are predicting Hamilton to win the Grey Cup this year. So when you've got two of your key offensive pieces out week one and a fragile quarterback to boot, no, no offense to Zach Caleros, but let's face it, last season or in 2019, he lasted one series. So and guess who knocked him out? Hamilton. Uh, and uh, that led to the birth of Cody Fajardo as a starter. But I just think that this one, I, that's going to be, and, not, and don't underestimate because they're going to be doing their Grey Cup banner raising uh, tomorrow uh, right in front of the team that they beat. So this team's going to want to get a little uh, measure of revenge against the Bombers. And I think they're going to do it because I don't like the fact that the Bombers are without those two pieces key pieces of, of their offense. So I'm picking Hamilton in this game, and I'm going to say um, 53 points. 53 points. Okay. Right. Now, oh, oh we, we got some scores from Mark, didn't we? Yes, we did. Uh, Mark, let's see what he got. His pick. Winnipeg, he's got Winnipeg is 40. Okay. Um, William, what would you like to do? Well, you know what? It's funny because I'm thinking, okay, so all any team is going to go off of is how the teams played in 2019. And if you look at Winnipeg in 2019, they were a run-first team, okay? Why were they a a run-first team? Because they didn't have a quarterback. Harris. Because they had that guy as quarterback. I can't even remember his name. What was his name? Matt Nichols. Matt Nichols. Okay. So now they have Zach Kolaris, who if you listen to the podcast in the past, 
Christopher Jones has mentioned that he thinks, he believes that Zach Kolaris is one of the top quarterbacks in the CFL. Technically, and I gonna, believe he is. And I'm not going to disagree with him when Matt, when he is playing, okay? He is a good quarterback. So, And then Winnipeg also has a new offensive coordinator. So if I was... Fuck Pierce. If I was Winnipeg, I'd throw first on every down, not worry about the running game because they don't have Andrew Harris tomorrow night, and see what happens. But regardless of that, I still think Hamilton's going to win, and I am going to pick Hamilton, and I'm going to say 47 points. Okay, well, um, Chris Van Zeele's no. out for the Hamilton Tuckouts, and they've got a couple other starters that are missing as well. So Winnipeg's not the only one that has injuries. Okay, Willie Jefferson seems to be a little pissed off that he didn't get to go head-to-head against Chris Van Zeele. He's a little pissed off that Hamilton is the favorite. Well, I think he's pissed off because he's going to lose. Hamilton is the favorite for a reason, because I think they're going to win. I couldn't pick Winnipeg right now anyhow, so I have to pick the Hamilton. Uh, this total score thing is a bit of a putts thing for me, because right now I think it's gonna, there's going to be some points scored. So um, Will's gone 47, Charles gone 53. If I go 54, I've got everything above it. So that's kind of a dickhead move in my that's opinion. That's the price I, is right move. It is. And I'm not going to be a dickhead. I'm going to go 58. Okay? So I'm going to give a little bit of leniency in there to you, Charles. Just a little, not much. I I thought that that's the fairest thing to do. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, One of the posts on the Let's Talk CFL page is what team has the best mascot mascots in the CFL. I know we're picking teams right now, but I want to just go with this because this was kind of funny. We got uh, Leo the Lion in BC. We got Ralph the Dog in Calgary. We got Punter and Nanook in Edmonton. Uh, we got that uh, evil gainer in, in Saskatchewan. We got Buzz and Boomer. Winnipeg Hamilton Tiger Cats has TC and Stripes, which are both little tigers. Uh, uh, Montreal Alouettes have Touche. Touche? Touche. Touche. Ottawa Red Blacks have Big Joe, and the Argos have Jason, the Argonaut. Okay? Who do you think is the best mascot? William? I don't care. 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 Okay. Okay. And and that's fair, but you don't have an opinion on this? I don't care. Okay. (laughs) The Charles? fucking mascot. I don't care. I know. I know. I know. I know, waste, I know. I know. What a waste! What a waste of space online. Come on. Well, and, and, and on this podcast, yeah. I understand that. Charles, real quick, I, I want to go away. We haven't. So, we we, we well, haven't had football. We haven't had football for two years, and they want to talk about fucking mascots. Well, then why don't we, we talk about? Why don't we talk about kickers instead? Well. Let me finish yes, this sir. and we can move on, okay? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay? Charles, yeah, who are I'm you good. picking? Oh. 
Well, I've always been partial to Leo being the hometown mascot, but I also really kind of like Big Joe. Okay. I Okay, and for why? I don't know. He's just kind of cool looking, the big lumberjack guy and so on. I don't know. I just He's kind of cool looking. I hate Gaynor because I think he's creepy. And uh, I don't know. I just he's he's different. He's not an animal. He just is different. All the other ones, for the most part, are animals, except for Jason the Argonaut, who's weird. But I don't know. I I kind of like the whole lumberjack thing, and uh, uh, he's just kind of different from all the other ones. I, I agree with you. Okay. Uh, and my comment mm-hmm. on this was personally, I like Big Joe in Ottawa. I love the whole logging theme, and I do. Right. And right. My, our fam our family here. We feed our family on timber dollars, okay? We are, we're part right. of the logging industry here. So it's kind of close and dear to my heart, right? And I'm kind of this. Uh, this uh, Wayne McFarlane, uh, he posted something up. He oh. says, Big Joe, I thought it was Brian Mulrooney. <laughs> <laughs> Does kind of look like Brian Mulrooney. Because of the that. giant chin. Because of the chin. <laughs> okay, that's where this was coming from. Will, okay? It had okay. really nothing to do with mascots okay. other than the joke about Brian okay. Mulroney, okay? Are you okay with that? It is kind of funny, yes. I wouldn't have brought it up if it wasn't for that comment. Okay, so the next game, and I don't even know when the fuck this game is, but BC Saskatchewan, Friday. is that a Friday, Friday. Friday night Friday. game? Friday. Friday, Friday night, night and, the, and what time does it start? Six? I believe 6.30. Six or 6.30. Uh, okay, uh, I'll look it's it in, up. It's in, Saska- it's in Saskatchewan, so it is in Saskatchewan, and they're I'm like two thirty. They're only one time zone away from us right now because they they don't do that yep. daylight saving time. They thing. don't do the daylight saving. Yeah, it's six thirty. They, they don't know how to set a clock, so they can't do that. A, seen their education system in there? It's scary. Okay. Um, so we got BC Lions into Saskatchewan to play the Rough Riders at Mosaic Stadium. Charles, who are you picking? Well, this is a tough one for me. Um, now, bear in mind, Michael Riley what? is not doing. Michael Riley is not doing well. Yeah, they still. I still think he's going to play. I mean, I know that he's had some soreness in his elbow, but he's still hoping to play. He is listed as questionable, but I just. I think he's going to play, um, but let's face it. I'm not. I don't care who's playing quarterback. There's never a time where I would ever pick the Riders to beat my team. I'm sorry. I don't like picking the Riders at the best of time, and when they're playing my team, I'm not going to pick them. So I'm picking BC. Yes, it's a homer pick, but you should have learned about this before. I'm going to pick BC, and I am going to take. Ooh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to say 48 points. Okay. Oh, Mark. What, what did Mark, Mark do what here? Mark what did Mark do? Mark took Saskatchewan with 44. 44 points. Okay. Okay, so the BC Lions, who weren't very good in 2019, are going into a sold-out Mosaic Stadium with all those fans who haven't got to watch football in eons, and they're going to be crazy nuts, okay? And drunk. Oh, and, and, and just 
just scary in general, okay? And once again, I am just like Charles. I will never, ever pick Saskatchewan, okay? So I'm going to say BC 28. Low-scoring game, William. Low-scoring game. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm going with the BC Lions, and I'm going with 58 points. Uh-huh. I'm giving Charles a bigger buffer. Huh. I, 50, 58 points to me is 29-29. If, if, if a football team can't score 29 points in the game, they shouldn't be fucking playing. The one thing, I don't know if you guys are overlooking this, because I've thought about it today. Um... It's going to be football, but these football games are not going to be good. No. At least not in the beginning. You're probably best. right. Yeah. They're going to be exhibition games for the first for the first four weeks. Four weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, and, yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. There's going to be I, I agree with you. It's not going to be good football, but they're not going to be as bad as preseason because we're not going to have – all the backups throwing balls, and we're not going to have backup True running that. backs. So we're not True, going to that. Have True that. Okay, so it's going to That's be a higher, one saving grace. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. higher, higher caliber of football than preseason, but it's not going to be as good as a regular season normally is. Okay? okay. It's going to be would, like yeah, week. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. They, and, and they've got a lot of rust on them. They, I mean, seriously, they're not allowed to hit each other in, in – Preseason, we don't even have preseason. They're not allowed to, to hit each other in, in um, that training camp. So these guys haven't hit another player in, in, in two years. Yep. Somebody's going to go out there and blow somebody up. Okay, so that's that's mm-hmm. uh, the BC Saskatchewan game where got three of us picking BC. Mark may be the sole winner on that one, but who gives a shit? I couldn't pick Saskatchewan to save my life. Well, it's bleeding from the eyes. I wouldn't pick them. What am I? Okay. The third game of the week, and I don't know what day this is, is the Toronto Saturday. Maple Leafs. Oh, Toronto Saturday. Maple Leafs. What a, there's a brain fart. Toronto Argonauts. Saturday at 5 o'clock. Saturday at 5 o'clock in that capital. So BC yep. at 4. BC at 4. Uh, yep, uh, BC right. at 4. So the, the Ottawa game would be at 7 then. Uh, Toronto and Calgary in Calgary are playing at McMahon Stadium. And we're going to have the Argonauts, which has got their new head coach, uh, Ryan Dinwiddie, with their new uh, high-end quarterback, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nick Arbuckle. Matt Nichols. Or Nick Arbuckle, excuse me, Nick Arbuckle. Nick Arbuckle. And Calgary's got – Who's hurt? Yeah. He's wonderful. Okay. That that changes his – Okay, so who who isn't banged up right now? Uh, Charles, who are you taking here? Calgary, Toronto. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Um, Mark took the Toronto's by 35. Gonna, Toronto's going to suck this year, and I'm not sure Calgary's going to be a whole lot better because that's a very young football team all of a sudden. Um... But I still think that Calgary, even uh, with their young team, is going to be better than Toronto because Toronto, quite frankly, uh, they signed a lot of free agents. 
Uh, I'm not necessarily sure they're the right free agents. They signed a lot of people, but, I mean, just because you sign a lot of high, uh, well-known name free agents doesn't necessarily mean it's going to result to anything in the win column. Not sold on Arbuckle as a starting quarterback. I think he's got, what, six starts or eight starts or something like that. I'm not sold on Ryan Didwitty as a head coach. I don't think he was an assistant coach long enough. Uh, so, while well, Calgary is young, I just think they're a better team. They've got better players still right now. Uh, and I just I, I don't see Toronto going into winning in Calgary week one. I just don't see it. This Toronto team with all those new players, no games under their belt. They're just not going to be uh, – I don't think they're ready. I'm going to pick Calgary this one. It may be close. I'll pick Calgary, and I'll say 51 points. Okay. Mark took Calgary by 35. William, what are you going to do? You know, the, the first thing I want to talk about is I'm going to show up at this game really early, okay? Usually I show up five minutes before, but Calgary, in all their infinite wisdom, has gone paperless, okay? So the only way you can get into a game is your ticket is in your Apple wallet in your telephone. <laughs> do you know do you know how many sixty and seventy year olds don't know how to use their fucking telephone? Okay? It's gonna be a nightmare. Okay? Yeah. It's gonna be Good luck with that one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then to top it off, inside the stadium they're not accepting cash anymore. So people will have to use their debit cards and enjoy standing be... in line because you're gonna be doing a lot of it. It's going to be funny. Anyways, um, let me just tell you guys how young Calgary is. We can go through this really quick. Their offensive line has two guys that have more than two years starting experience. Okay? That's it. Two guys. That's it, huh? Their, their starting running back is in his second full season. Okay? Um. Every single one of their receivers, the ones that are going to start, I think other than, than Kamar Jordan, they have, a combined, they have two years' experience under their belt, all of them. Okay? And their defense, uh, other than they signed Sean Lemon this week, by the way, um, other than him and a couple of defensive tackles, Oh, my Lord. I'm thinking two years' experience, with the exception of hmm. of the fullback they signed from Edmonton, who's been around for 13 years. So, so I guess this year we will actually get to see, is it the system or is it the players? Okay? And for the first time in his life, Bo Levi Mitchell is going to actually have the opportunity to carry this team on his back. Let's see. Let's see if he does. And, uh, you know, but of course I am. And then you got Toronto who've got, they've got a shit ton of great players. Okay. That's all I can say. Um, but of course I'm never going to pick against Calgary. So I'm going to go Calgary. Calgary, let's go Calgary 33. 
Okay, I'm taking the Calgary Stampeders, and I'm going with a whopping 52 points. Sorry, Charles. And, um, okay, back to the mascots for a second. Just for a second. Fuck. <laughs> because I'm still on this, this, this post here. Uh, Mike Blackbird. Mike Blackbird. Uh, he goes, I thought the... Ho- the horse the guy rides on was the mascot for the stamps. Now I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, well, I'm going to reply to this. And I said, he goes, no, it's a fat chick that rides the horse. And, and then I oh. kind of said, maybe I shouldn't do that. Okay. Cause yeah, that's, that's, but you just said it's smart to her. Yeah. But what that's I say on my a... podcast doesn't go out to my group. Okay. There's a difference. Okay. Cause it, it it just it, it gets glossed over really fast on, on on the podcast. Where if it's sitting there and people can read it three and four days from now, they they come back and they shit the bed on it. Okay, yeah, no, but yeah. So he really needs to know that it's a fat chick that does this. But I don't know. Okay, moving on. Uh, the last game Saturday night is going to be the Ottawa Red Blacks traveling to Edmonton to play the. Uh, the fuck are they called again? Anyhow, the Edmonton oh. football team. Okay. So uh, Ottawa and Edmonton, Trevor Harris in Edmonton, and uh, uh, what's it? Matt Nichols with the sore shoulder is in Ottawa. Man, that guy looks old, eh? I mean, like, seriously. I, I don't think I look that old. Um. Charles. It's up to you, buddy. Ottawa, Edmonton. What are you going to do? Well, first of all, I want to know what people are seeing that I'm not because I've seen so many people thinking that, A, Edmonton is going to finish first in the West and that they're going to win the Grey Cup. I've seen multiple people. I I myself think Edmonton is going to be terrible. I've looked, we were looking at the, their defense uh Last weekend, for the most part, it's a bunch of no-namers. But, um, boy, the, odd, as bad as I think Edmonton's going to be, I really think that um, Ottawa's going to be worse. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not high on them. I don't think they've really improved hardly at all from uh, the last um, season back in 2019. I just think that they're... Uh, uh, a disaster still. I, just, I don't but, think they're a very good Paul football Adelaide game. Paul Adelaide is the team. coach. Yeah, that's not, uh, that's not winning any arguments with me, quite frankly. Uh, he wasn't a great head coach last time when he was with Winnipeg and all of Winnipeg that swaggerville crap. Okay. No, they Winnipeg weren't a good was, team. No, and, and that goes on the, on the GM. It's really hard True. to coach a bunch of idiots. Okay, that goes back to Joe Mack. You you can't right. blame that that season on on Paul Apolis. And in fact, the fact that he did Swaggerville and got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to where they were, where the BC Lions could pummel them in the Grey Cup, it says huge things to him. Fair okay? enough. To me, but, um, to me it does. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he got fired. They they lost. They didn't do that well. But I think that's more on the GM than it was on the coach. Okay, fair enough, but I'm still not sold on him as a, a great head coach. I uh, obviously, as 
I've said before, I'm not sold on Matt Nichols as a, a top-level quarterback. Think of it this way. He came from a, a team that went to the Grey Cup, so they were probably a pretty good team. He's gone to Ottawa, a team that won three games. Is he going to be the guy that puts them on their back at uh, and gets them a bunch more wins? He's never been that type of quarterback, and he's not going to be in Ottawa. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't like Ottawa, and as, as much as I think Calgary's going to struggle, struggle with their long, with their young team, I don't think that's going to be this week. So I'm going to take uh, Calgary to win this game. And I'm saying um, 57 points. He already did Calgary. Well, let him go. Let him go. Yes. Okay. Wait a minute. No, 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 sorry. Right now. Not Calgary. He's, God, he's, what am I doing here? They're playing Edmonton, not Calgary. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I meant to say Edmonton. Edmonton, like I said, I, I'm not thrilled with Edmonton, uh, with Edmonton's team, but I still think they're going to be better than Ottawa. So I'm going to take Edmonton to beat Ottawa 57 points, not Calgary. Okay. Mark that down, Sparky. Edmonton by 57. 57 points. Okay. Uh, Mark took the Elks, that's their name, Edmonton, Elks, uh, 28 points. That means that both teams are going to score 14 or one team's going to call, score 27, maybe 28. Well, you know, I'm surprised. Ottawa Redblacks. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you guys aren't higher on Ottawa. You are or not. Well, because their their defensive coordinator is Mike Benavides. Okay, who we all believe is a pretty good defensive coach. Is that correct? Oh, without question. Yep. So that might be part of their saving grace. Okay. But I know I'm going to make a prediction here for this game. I guarantee you by the end of the game on Saturday, okay, you heard it here first. Remember this. Trevor Harris will be the all-time leading passer in elk history. <laughs> well, that's called going on all in. <laughs> there you go, buddy. There you go. You heard it here first. Anyways. Okay. Okay. I, Will, Will, you yes, do know that if he yes. gets hurt in the first series and the backup comes in, that you've lost, right? Yeah, but that probably won't happen. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Okay, so we'll see. Anyways, um, I think Ottawa is going to be an absolutely pathetic football team this year. And I think Edmonton is not going to be much better. But Edmonton does have a better quarterback. But going just as I've always gone, I will never, ever, ever pick Edmonton. So Ottawa go out on a limb here. I'm thinking that 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 Matt Nichols quarterback that Ottawa has is a juggernaut. So I'm gonna say Ottawa seventy three. Okay? Whoa. Oh my god. Whoa. Whoa. There you go. Jesus, Jesus. Will on a roll. 
Okay, well, uh, yeah. I don't like the Edmonton Elks. I don't like the team right now. I was actually kind of a bit of a fan of the Eskimos, and then uh, they changed their name, and now I have no respect for them at all. Um, so I can't pick Edmonton. I can't. It, it goes against the only way that I'm going to pick Edmonton is if they're playing Saskatchewan. Um, so or maybe Winnipeg. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to take the Ottawa Red Blacks in here because I don't think Ottawa is going to be as bad as everybody thinks they are. I'm actually kind of um, a little high on them in the aspect of uh, La Police and Matt Nichols, who is uh, not an outstanding elite quarterback. He's not going to make the Hall of Fame, but he's good for, you know, 14-game season. He's good for half a dozen to seven wins. Uh, 500 football, I think one of those wins is going to come this week. Uh, so Ottawa's going to win this, and I'm going to go with a total score of 48. Because, uh, yeah, I just said uh, Ottawa's going to win this. <laughs> Not quite as, as a, a offensive production as what Will thinks it's going to be, but hey, we'll see what happens. So now, can you uh, can you clarify these rules for me, please? I, I don't have the rules. We're just making this shit up okay. as we go along. Okay, so Sparky has to clarify the rules to us tomorrow. I.e., if you go over, does that count or no? I don't know. That's Wait, a good question. We, I don't know either. We, we have to, we okay. have to make that decision here. Us three right now have to make that decision. Yeah, we can't leave it up to Sparky, and we're not going to include Mark. And what happens if everyone goes over? Does everyone lose? Well, that's the question, right? I mean, we, well, we went high on the first pick, game. That's where you can pick a 0-0, zero, zero and you win if everybody goes over. Exactly. Uh, it, it could happen, but uh, when we've got scores here, especially like um, – I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. We, we, you could have scores where the person is so many points under and the top, other person is so many points over and they're both the same. So do they both get a win? Okay, unless we say if they're the tie, the person that – if one person is under and one person is over, the person that's under gets it. Okay. I, 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 that just, way too. I'm, I'm okay with that, and I thought of it. Um, and it, you said it out loud, mm-hmm. which is important. Uh, I'm good with that rule. Right. right. And how about not, and how I'm about how about if everybody is over, the person who is over the least amount wins. Well, that, I was going to suggest that too. Well, that that would have okay. to be right because if we're we're allowing yeah. everybody to be over, if you're allowed to go over and under, right? You're over yeah. by twelve yeah. points. And the other guy's under by 14. You win because you're over, right? We need this clarification, right? Okay, so if if Will's over by 14 or 12 points and Charles is under by 14, Will's going to win because he is the closest to it. But if they're if if Will and Charles are both 12 points separating, it's going to be Charles that wins because he's the lower one. Okay, I'm okay with that. Okay. Unless we just, yeah, yeah, that's right. But, yeah, we we yeah, have okay, we cannot fine. just it it can't be prices right where 
you know, as much as you can without going yeah. over. That's just not real, okay? So, right. I mean, so it's just it, 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 unless it's equal. If the combined total is, is 57 and I've gone 58 and the next closest one is 20-something, I'm out by a point, you're out by 30, and you get to win? No. It's not yeah, that's no, not that's real. not right. No. Yeah. Okay. I was I was closest so, yeah. even though I went over. But if there's a tie okay. between somebody going under and somebody going over, the person under gets to win. Okay, and I think that's a fair rule. That's your rule. Yeah, I'm, good Charles rule. I'm good with that. I'm good I'm with too? that. I, I am too. That makes sense. The only way that we could change this is if we put in half points. Saying that, okay, I'm picking BC by 48 and a half. No, let's not do that. That's confusing. That just makes it more complicated. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I never said I'm I'd rather just do it the I'd rather do it the other way. Okay. So yeah, me too. just to clarify the rules. The total point score okay, between so the two teams whoever's close to it wins. Yeah. Okay? Whether the matter over if you're or under or over. If there's a tie between an over and an under it is the person that is under that gets the points. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, do we have that a rule? Makes sense. Do we have a rule that two people can't pick the same score? I would say yes. You can't pick the same score. Okay. William, are you good with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, uh, I hope this makes sense. Sparky, if uh, you have any problems, send me a text, and we will clarify it. But I think it's pretty simple. And I, I, I don't know, is that how the football pool works online? I don't know. And once I don't, again, let's, before, I mean, that's what we've decided. Let's get some input from Sparky as well. Yeah, because I'd like to see what, what this online pool is. Uh, if anybody's yeah. listening to this, uh, we're going to put up a post. We're gonna, we have to do it soon, like in now. Uh, if you guys join in, we, we talked off the air a while back that we would, each of us would put up 25 bucks. So anybody, the, the winner in this Let's Talk CFL pool gets 100 bucks this year. Right. You guys agreed to that? Remember this? Yep. You're okay with it? Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep. And, and did we all, we also too, yeah, did we also say, too, that the four of us being that we're hosts of the show are not eligible for the prize, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're not eligible for the yeah. prize. It, it, right. It's whatever player or member out there wins but, but, not, but us. There's not a fucking hope in hell yep. it's going to be us. Um, <laughs> Probably not, no. No, not, not with our past track record. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. So now we have to promote this, and we got two right. days to do it in. I don't even One have day, a link to this. The first game's show. tomorrow. Oh, the first game is tomorrow, and I don't even have a link to this goddamn thing. Spark, where yeah. are you? You're supposed to be listening to the show. Uh, we need a link. I don't even know what where, where he puts this in. Is it TSN? Is it CFL.ca? Where where does he do this, or is it some other? Lame ass. You know what? I'm not okay. sure. Okay. Okay. Well, we're just going to let it happen.
Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so that's finished. We've done that. We've got our scores. This is week one of the 2021. What the hell? Oh, sorry. What was that? Pop-up. Oh, I just had a pop-up on the thing pop-up on my computer here. Okay. Yeah, it sounded uh, off for some reason. Week one of the truncated 2021 season. Okay. It's in the drawer. Yep. yep. Okay, so now let's – we got an agenda to talk about, and that's that, – oh, geez, that, that didn't take an hour. It only took 45 minutes. We didn't review any – That's because there was no we, mark. There was no mark, right? Uh, we didn't review any past shows, but we've yeah. also cleared – we did a lot of clarification on, on some logistics and, and some basically some clerical work, shall we say. Okay, so we'll see what we can do. Uh, that segment one through four. So one through eight is going to be really easy for you, Charles, but you're going to have to do more than eight segments. You're probably going to have to give me a dozen or more, okay, considering I, the, the first eight are pretty easy. Okay. Well, it'll depend because if we're doing reviews and previews, that will take up more time. This time we didn't. And it'll also right, take up that, more time if more marks here. I know, I know. But that's eight segments, right? Because you, you've got each of them in, in a segment, unless right. you want to do yeah. segment one, uh, review of previous games, and segment two, predictions for next games, and then carry on. Because right now you've that's got each I one thought, of them. But I mean, which, yeah, I mean, either way, uh, whichever way we want to do it. Doesn't doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, yeah. Moving on, because segment five right now, the Ticat game is only as their starter. Who is surprised by this? Anybody? Because I really want to call you an idiot. Uh, <laughs> no offense, no offense. There's not a hope in hell that Dane's, uh, Zach, Dane's Evans, Dane Evans, Dane Evans was going to be the starter. Dane Evans was going to be the starter. Since you can't do that when you got Jeremiah Mazzoli. Uh, why not? Because he just doesn't have enough experience. It, it would be in Hamilton's best interest right now to have him holding a clipboard, watching Jeremiah Mazzoli play for the first game, two, or three before they slowly bring him in. And I think that he should get a lot of reps, real-time reps this year. I think they should get to the point where at the end of the season, Shane uh, Evans, is it's his football team. Yeah. But I think – Think to do it right now, I think that's a bad idea. I always – I don't like the throwing somebody to the wolf. I was not happy when Wally Buono uh, made uh, Jonathan Jennings the starter a year before the next season uh, when Lule was coming back. You know, I just didn't like it. I didn't like – don't do that. Don't do it. We've seen too many quarterbacks thrown to the wolves and, and never recover. And I'm not happy about Dane, Dane Evans being the starter. So Jeremiah Mazzoli is the, is the natural pick for me on this one. William, what's your thoughts? Um, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't care, but... Um, <laughs> you can't start I, I off think, every I comment think, like that. No, no, but Jeremiah Mazzoli but and Dane, Jeremiah Mazzoli and... Jeremiah Mazzoli and Dane Evans have the same amount of playoff wins. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I I would think that they're going to go with Mazzoli because he probably makes more money. He does. Okay. 
I guess he's got more experience. And if you go by most teams' credos where they say you can't lose your position by injury, then Jeremiah Mazzoli should be the starter. But I'm pretty sure I don't sure think that counts a, over seasons. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a tight leash, okay? And you know that Dane Evans is capable of doing the job. So, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I, once again, I've never, you know what, I've never liked Jeremiah Mazzoli. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Um, but, hey, whatever. Let's see what happens. I mean, I don't think you're going to have to be a good quarterback because I think they got a lot of good players on those on that team. So, we'll see. We'll see. On Hamilton, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Charles, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I mean, there is the argument, well, Dane Evans took him to a great cup. So, I mean, that is definitely um, – that's a feather in his cap. But uh, when you look at it in reality, uh, Mazzoli makes more money. And I'm, I disagree with Will. I actually like um, – Mazzoli as a quarterback. Um, I think he's uh, really improved from where he started. Uh, so I do like him as a quarterback. I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback ever, but I still think he's a guy that can win some games. Uh, but uh, I don't, I'm thinking here that um, this just makes perfect sense. And like uh, Will said, there's kind of that unwritten rule that you don't use that uh, or do, don't use lose your job due to an injury. Now, does that change because it's been two seasons or two years or whatever? Maybe, but I still think that um, before he was injured, uh, Mazzoli was Orlando Steinauer's guy at quarterback, and um, I think he still is, although – I do think he's going to be on a short leash. If he's struggling, I don't think Steinauer will uh, will uh, blink twice before putting uh, Dane Evans in. So uh, it doesn't surprise me. It's about uh, what I would have expected. Okay, I'm going to continue on here for a second. I've got two things to say. You don't lose your position to injury within a season. If you can, to an injury you're off for two, three, four, five games, and you come back, you don't lose your position. But over the end of a season, that's a whole different ballgame. You you could have been cut. Uh, There's a lot of different things that you're injured. Yeah, you don't make the cut. That doesn't fly, especially being off for 18 months. Uh, He could very well have lost his job. Now, I... I take Jeremiah Mazzoli as a better Matt Nichols. Somebody who is just, who's good enough quarterback to play in the league, but he's never going to win you the Grey Cup. He's just not good enough to take you to that top echelon. Matt Nichols isn't good enough to take you into a playoff win, but he's not going to, Jeremiah Mazzoli's not going to, go and win you a great cup. Now, could they have won last year or the in 19? Yes, they could have. 
uh, was Davis. Um, but it's still, no, I just don't think Jeremiah Mazzoli has got what it takes to be an upper echelon quarterback. Does Dane Evans? Oh, yeah. Same reason we don't know that Cody Fajardo is any good or Nick Arbuckle or anybody. Right? We just don't know about these guys. They're too young. We haven't seen enough of them. Any further thoughts before we move on? No. I agree you got a rebuttal? You. you got a rebuttal in nah. there? No, no. Well, yeah, you can't blame Jeremiah Mazzoli for COVID, okay? <laughs> That's why he was well, off for 18 months. And, well, okay, but all, the only other <clears> thing <throat> I'm going to say is if we had have had a 2020 season, Dane Evans would be the starter from day one because Jeremiah Mazzoli would not have recovered in time. Correct. Correct. So... And, and that's so why I say you, you can lose your job over the season. I just don't believe yeah, that you yeah. would have lost it during the season. No. Okay. Right? You're, do you remember when uh, Lule was out and out and out and out and out, and then we brought him back in because he was ready for that, that rain-soaked game in Ottawa? You remember that, Charles? Right. And he, what yeah. did he laugh? Yes, I do. And then he, shoulder, then he fucked his shoulder up again, and you wanted to cry yeah. like a yeah. baby because of it? Yeah, exactly. We didn't see him again. He didn't play football very well nope. again. No, no, no. That was the end of his career right there. Yep. Yeah. Because he didn't lose his job to an injury, and he should have right. at that point in time. Anyhow, speaking of injuries, uh, Michelle Riley – Undergoes an MRI. He's uh, he's got a, a, a wonky shoulder, or he's got a sore shoulder, and now is he's got a sore elbow. And I believe that it's because he's 36 years old and he took way too many reps in training camp, and he got too much action on the arm with too much of a, a, a layoff from the uh, COVID and. Uh, the fact that he had a broken wrist at the end of 2019 and a lot of different things. So they wanted to do an MRI to find out whether or not he has any serious injuries that may uh, uh, make matters worse. If he's got like a tear somewhere and uh, they just don't know it, uh, this, this would tell them exactly what's the matter with him. But most of the belief is that it's just fatigue and uh, they just worked him too hard, or he worked himself too hard, or he's not a young boy anymore. Uh, he's 36 years old, and he needs to start acting like it. He needs to stop taking off and running quite so much, and he needs to throw the ball with a little bit more accuracy and not quite so many of them. So we need a good running game. Uh, that's my kind of my belief on, uh, on Michael Riley. Um, I think we're really good about calling him Michael now as opposed to Mike because he's requested that uh, in honor of his mother who who passed away. Is that correct? Did his mother that pass is correct. Away? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. So in honor of his mother, he wants to be called Michael now. And I don't blame him. I mean, that's his name, right? I go by well, Christopher. Do, do not call me Chris. I fucking hate the name. Okay, it's a girl's name. Don't yeah, call it's me a girl's name. <laughs> right? Just don't do it. 
Anyways, okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Mike Riley undergoes an MRI, still hopeful to play in the opener. We believe that he will play in the opener. Will he play the entire game? Who knows? It's kind of preseason. So what's going on? Charles, talk to us about our the greatest quarterback in the CFL at this moment. Well, we've all seen it before that Michael Riley is just about as tough a quarterback as you're ever going to find. Uh, but – he is at that age where he's got to, I think, not play harder but play smarter. He's got to, um, he's got to protect himself a little more because the body does wear down over years. And I think we saw it uh, a few years ago that he was starting to wear down. Um, I mean, he took hit after hit after hit after hit in 2019. There's, he didn't go two. I don't think there was a time where he went more than two plays without getting getting hit. He was getting hard. Now, a let's hope that changes and that the Lions have shored up some of their offensive line problems because God, they had a lot of those two years ago. Uh, but you're right. He, I don't think he should be running uh, as much as he, I know. He's the type of guy that wants to just put his team on his back and and uh, win it for you. And I understand that, but uh, there are other ways of doing it than running and diving head first to get a first down. Uh, you got to be doing less of that because, like we said, the body does break down <laughs> over time, and uh, he well, can't tell go me through another it. season. Like, yeah, but he can't go through another season like we saw in 2019, or it'll be his last. I mean, it's one thing – it's one thing doing that one year. Thankfully, he's had at least like the two the twenty month layoff because he was battered and bruised and like hell uh, at the end of that season. So let's hope that he's able to uh, kind of mend himself together. I do think I said during the previews I thought he, that I think he's going to play uh, on Friday. I still think he's going to play Friday. He's a uh, He's a tough guy, and I know he's chomping at the bit to get back on the field. So I think he will play, uh, but they got to keep him healthy. We don't have a plethora of experience at the backup. Not many teams do right now. No, that's true. I think Hamilton, who we just talked about, probably got the most experienced backup in Dane Evans. Without question. Without question. Actually, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that the uh, backup in Toronto actually has more experience than the starter. Yeah. The law firm. The law firm. The law office. Of the law of yeah. But, yeah, okay. Well, <clears throat> that's interesting. Mike Riley. Michael Riley, sorry. Uh, William, go ahead. Well, I I I guess I haven't been paying much attention to the news lately because did did Bo Levi Mitchell get traded to BC? No. Because you said the greatest quarterback in the CFL currently. So yeah. you should have been okay. So as far as as far as Mike Riley being an old guy and he should slow down and he should pay attention, I have a pretty funny story to tell you guys about three weeks ago I went to the gym at five o'clock in the morning 
And there was a 23-year-old kid there that I see all the time at the gym, and I say good morning to him, and I talk to him. And that day, we happened to be doing the same. It was it was squat day. So because I have a very large ego, I thought I would I thought I would lift with him that day and squat with him. Everything he squatted, I could squat too. And I made it through the entire workout. Not a problem. I still you paid have, for it though, didn't you, buddy? <laughs> I, I still uh. have I still have old man I still have old man strength, okay? And Tuesday morning Tuesday morning I went to get out of bed. <laughs> uh-huh. It didn't work I, so well. I, I screamed like a five-year-old girl. Okay. Anyways, I, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't worked out really hard in three weeks. Okay, because my back is just dead. So this week was was the was the first week I was able to work out. So yeah, Mike Raleigh has to slow down. Um, but you guys do know, and and not only with BC, but for every team, more or less, in the CFL, with the exception of Hamilton. That team, BC, is going to go as Mike Riley goes. And if Mike Riley is hurt, BC is fucked, okay? Oh, yeah. They have, they have no hope. Um, no one's, we, no one's we arguing last, with you. We, we saw last year nope. what, Rich, what Rich Campbell did without having a quarterback. He did nothing, right? Because he didn't have a quarterback in Ottawa, and he did nothing. So even the good coaching staff isn't going to help you. So they got to hope that Mike Riley is good, okay? And I'm hoping he's good too because it makes – the CFL is a better place with Michael Riley in it, okay? Let's face it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have to say. Go ahead. I can't disagree with you. No. No. Okay, I'm out of moves. I'll move on here. Um, a surprising name at the top of CFL's top 50 players. For the last six years, the top top C, CFL or TSN, or who is it that's done the top 50? Is that, Who's that's, TSN? TSN. TSN does the top 50. At the top, for the last six years, it's been Michael Riley or Oliver. Mitchell. Number one player in the CFL has been a quarterback, and it usually is. It's either Mo Riley or uh, Bo Levi Mitchell. But Bo Levi, Bo Levi Mitchell is number two this year. Michael Riley is number six. I don't know how he dropped down to six, but sports writers are morons at the best of times. The number one, the top player in the CFL at this point in time is reigning MOP most outstanding player, Brandon Banks. Fuck, you got to give me a break on this one. Like, seriously? What moron did this? Number one, the top player in the CFL right now is Brandon Banks, according to the Sports Writers of Canada. Just the fact that he's an asshole wouldn't have got him on the ballot for me. But the fact that I don't think he's that. Is he the best receiver in the CFL? I don't think so. 
I'm sorry. I'm taking Brian Burnham before I'm taking uh, Brian. Any Bay. fucking you know, day of the week, and, and you got to think yeah, about Brian Burnham. Yeah, but, yeah, but you can't. No, no. I think it's ridiculous that you make any receiver as the number one player in the CFL. They're He's only as good receiver. as a quarterback. They're a receiver. They're a dime a fucking dozen. I'm sorry. You don't put receivers in the top ten as far as I'm concerned. And and to put Brandon Banks in the top one when in reality as a receiver he's had two seasons as a receiver. Okay? Like, really? Come on. I think they're probably adding in his special teams as well. Receiving he's a good special teams. Yippee. Yippee, yeah. I'm not I'm not impressed with that. Now I, I'm gonna I'm not going to say that I think the number one spot should have been to Brian Burnham. Okay, I'm not gonna say that. What Neither I am gonna I. say what I am gonna say is Brian Burnham was a better receiver in two thousand nineteen than Brandon Banks. Brandon Banks got more yards but his quarterback wasn't on his back most of the year. Okay? If you actually counted the plays that Michael O'Reilly was standing up and connected with Brian Burnham and extrapolated that for a season with an O-line, Brandon Banks would have been left in the dust. I'm sorry. I still think I still think Bo Levi Mitchell and Michael O'Reilly should be in the top two. I can't argue with you. And and you know what? And I would give you both number one position right now because Michael did not play as well as he could have because yeah. he did not have an O-line. Okay. Yeah, but you know what? I believe, well, you know what? Bo, Bo missed eight games or seven games in 2019. So I think you can switch either one of them back and forth for one and two. Okay? Just my, in my mind. You know what? I'll tell you what. If you put Michael Riley on a shitty team like they did, they put him into BC, okay? And granted that things didn't quite go the way that they did, but he made that team better. Okay? BC was a clusterfuck. They brought in Mike Riley, and he made that team better. You put Brandon Banks right now into Ottawa? put him into Toronto, does he make the teams better? No, he's taking his ball home. He's yeah. not going to last the season. He's going home because he's not winning, okay? I guarantee you. You know, he's going to take his pail and shovel and leave the sandbox. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Michael Riley was listed sixth in the top in the top 50. Uh, that, that's what I said, which yeah. Is, sixth. Which is ludicrous. sixth, right? And there was yeah. one, there was two receivers and a running back and a defensive player ahead of him. The, to me, that's bullshit. Right off the top, it's bullshit. Okay, so if you look at this list and uh, who we got here on the list, Brandon Banks, Bo Levi Mitchell, Willie Jefferson. Willie Jefferson's a game changer, okay? I, I, yeah, I don't have yeah, a problem okay. with him there. I don't whoa, have whoa, a problem whoa. with him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have a huge problem with Willie Jefferson. It's funny. I, when I saw this list, 
when I saw this list today, I looked, I, I dug, and I looked. Charleston Hughes has better stats than Willie Jefferson for the last three years, and he's 36 years old. And number 11 on the list. He yep. has more sacks. He has more tackles. And he's done it for 13 years straight. And I don't know why everybody is so high on Willie Jefferson. And I really think the reason Willie Jefferson left Saskatchewan was to get away from Charleston Hughes so he could be the man. Well, hard to argue that out. Maybe, you know, maybe. Uh, and I, I mean, I researched this today, okay, because I saw that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Charleston Hughes, and here we go. Let's just let's just go into detail here for a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. The last three seasons, starting from 2019, um, Charleston Hughes had 16 sacks. Willie Jefferson had 12. Then the season before that, Charleston Hughes had 15. Willie Jefferson had 10. The season before that, Charleston Hughes had 11 sacks in 14 games. Willie Jefferson had eight in 18 games. And he, th- there was one season where he had five more tackles than Charleston Hughes. Every other year, Charleston Hughes beat him. Okay. And this I, is an old man. I, I'm not disputing you all in one iota. I'm not going to. But I also want you to know that stats are misleading. Yes, they are. They can I agree. be. I understand. When, when, I understand when they're that. both on – Charleston Hughes and Willie Jefferson are both on the same team, then the, the offense has to pick one man to, to double play, double team, right? They, 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 they key up more on one than the other. Are they teeing up more on Willie Jefferson and it allows um, – Bryant to do what he has to do. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that it, it, because they're both on the same team, they both make each other better. And one of them has to team up. Right. I mean, it's it's like having you know Brian Burnham and and, and uh, Manny Arsenal on the same team uh, playing the same time. Is uh, who do you who do you cover? Because they're both awesome receivers now. We know that Manny's moved on, so he's not there anymore. It's not an issue. But I'm just using that as an example, being a BC Lions fan, and I can throw that real real team out there, right? Um, and, and it's why did G. Rory Simon make uh, two touchdown catches in the Grey Cup for, for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Well, it was because they were covering all the other four receivers out there, and they literally left this guy wide open. So stats right. are really, really misleading. I agree, but there's not much else you can go by. Yeah, you can go by your experience of watching games. And I I personally think Willie Jefferson out there is a beast, okay? And he's young, and he's mobile, and he's, he's, he's on the uphill climb of things. Charlton Hughes is a little bit on the downhill, and you have to agree. Yeah, not much. He's not slowing down by much, even with his but it's inevitable. It, it's inevitable that he is going to slow down and he's going to be replaced. Uh, yeah, but they, they say that every year. 
He had I, I know, I know. In 2019. I, I know, and I can't argue he, with you. Okay. You know, I can't argue with you on that. I, he, the guy's a machine. Okay? He is, he's an anomaly. And what I was going to say is put your piece of paper in your drawer, and then 10 years from now we'll talk about Willie Jefferson and see what he's done. Not not arguing. I can't argue okay. with you at all. Okay. And sorry, right sorry, now, at this and, point in time, what this okay. point in time, I think that the upside to Willie Jefferson is greater than the upside to Charlton Hughes. And I think but, that it's because the Winnipeg defense is so solid. The one thing I'm going to add here. The one thing I'm going to add here is Willie Jefferson and Charleston Hughes. I don't even think those two guys are the best defensive ends in the CFL. I think the best defensive end in the CFL is Jagarin Davis. Yeah, there's, there's, and, there's some and, serious and he doesn't have the, he doesn't that, have the that, stats that. that these guys he doesn't have the stats that these guys have, but he stands out. I'm sorry, he stands out. You just have oh, to no. watch the man. He's amazing. Right. And, and again, again, are you right? Wow. You know, isn't it great? I didn't think I had this passion still left in me because we haven't had football for a year and a half. Okay. But it's still there. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, I know. I know. And that's funny. More comical, shall we say? Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just cannot believe that they, they, they pick Brandon Banks as number one. Uh, no, I can't either. Uh, I'm just actually if, thankful um, it wasn't Cody Fajardo because I had a feeling that, that I, I thought they might be going there. Thankfully, they didn't. You thought Cody Fajardo was going to be number one? Uh, you know, on so many, you know, this rider bias and stuff like that, and the riders making him the big uh, guy. I, I'm glad he wasn't because he shouldn't be. But you know, I thought, uh, you know, he's the flavor of the month kind of, and everyone bragging about him. But I'm glad they didn't go that way. Yeah, I think that would have been a really tough call. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they could have done that one, but uh, yeah, I can't believe they went with Brandon Banks, and it just just filled his ego. No, I'm not working with that one. Anything else on this list hey, is surprising? Bob. Hey, hey, no. Well, yeah, there's a whole. I mean, this is pretty. I mean, you can you could debate this thing for hours upon hours. You know what I mean? Adam Bigelow, yeah. twenty. I thought he would be higher. So I don't know. How, how do you put Brian Burke or Michael Ryan? I mean, I'm also I'm wondering how you pick it and. And you know me, I think offensive linemen are are really important. But but Stanley Stanley Bryant number nine. Really? He, he's 
He's the only lineman in the top ten. And Simone Lawrence, how does a linebacker like Simone Lawrence get to be number ten? Don't get me wrong, I don't mind the guy, but you know, you got Simone Lawrence at number ten, and on the same team you got Jagarrett Davis at thirteen. In what world does that make sense? And you got Darrell Walker up there on number fifteen, and he didn't even play in two thousand nineteen. I was gonna say, where where was William Stan back in two thousand and nineteen? Was he in the CFL? Uh, I thought he was was elsewhere. I'm not sure about that. uh, No, I thought, wasn't he in Winnipeg? Or not Winnipeg? No, no, no. I don't know. I don't think he was there, but I could be wrong. I'm looking this up here. Uh, William Stanback in 2019 played 14 games with Montreal and rushed for ten yep. uh one thousand and forty eight. Yep. Okay. With five oh, yeah, TDs. And then he he had signed with the uh Las Vegas Raiders after twenty nineteen, right. but then he got caught. Right, okay. Right, okay. And then went back to Montreal. Okay. So he was and, in the league though. You know, it's funny because if you can, uh, if you could, does did what's his name make this list? Who? Um, oh yeah, he did number sixteen, Vernon Adams. Yeah, I would, uh, I would take Vernon Adams over Cody Fajardo any day of the week. Jeez. I guess it's just personal preference. I guess it's just personal preference. So, I, the reason why I can't do that is I think Saskatchewan is a better team than Montreal. And that means that Cody Fitzgerald's staff are going to look better than, than the Badges simply because the team around him is better. As a, it's, it's no different than, than Bo Levi Mitchell on, on Calgary. I think his, team, his stats are elevated because of the team that's around him. So it's guess, really hard guess, to get the I guess we'll when... really see that. I guess we'll really see that this year, eh? We should. Uh, well, yeah. we should. We should because you know I said before that if if uh, Bully by who was contemplating um, signing with Toronto, if I remember correctly at the time, that uh, if he did that, then it would have been a whole different ballgame. We would have seen a Bully by Mitchell we'd never seen before. Hey, I was going to ask you guys a question. I'm going to ask you now just before I forget. Any reason why that you heard in BC that Chris Kasher got cut by the Lions? Yeah, that was a head scratcher for me. I haven't heard any reason why. Okay. Because I thought he was a pretty good defensive lineman. I mean, rookie season, he, he was only there one season in Calgary, and he had 10 sacks. Right. And we've got a defensive so, line right now that is very inexperienced. Yeah, yeah. It, it it bothered me when that happened. I I, I can't just it. Interesting. I mean, it may have been he he wasn't having a great camp, but 
there are players that are just better in game situations than they well, are in practice. Well, you know what? It's, it's funny because Edmonton cut Sean Lemon, okay? Yeah. And you've seen every year for the last two years when he came into BC, he lit yeah. things up for a little while, okay? And, yeah. And they, claim, they claimed he wasn't putting a lot of effort in, in, in training camp. Well, when a guy's been around as long as he has and he has a motor – and you know what he can do, I think you, you let, might give him the benefit of the doubt. You let him I'm glide agree, a bit. Yeah. And I mean, how, how often... for long. Right. How often does Calgary bring guys back? Not very often. So they very must rare. see something in... They must, they must see something in him. I mean, they don't have a lot of experience on their defense, and I think that's part of the reason they brought him back. Um... And you never know. You might see them going after Chris Casher too. You never know. I, I would not. Ha- I would not have been up. upset if if Sean Lemon came back to BC. Neither would I. No. I was actually kind of hoping when I heard when I saw that Edmund cut him. I was kind of hoping that BC might pick him up, but Calgary right. stepped in front of them first. And I, I and I saw an interview with him and uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, which they're apparently they're good buddies, and uh, I think Bo Levi Mitchell pushed for it when he got cut. To be honest with you, yep. So there you go. I'm I'm looking at the rushing stats for 2019 because we were looking to find out where William Stanek was. Yeah, and, and there's. Two interesting people on this list in the top ten, I might add, of rushing. And it was Chris Strebler and Cody Fajardo. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, I'm not surprised because both of them ran quite a bit. Yeah. And, needs, I mean, Andrew Harris was number one. William Powell in Saskatchewan was number two. And then you've got Chris Revler and Cody Fajardo in six and seven. Okay, so you you've got you've kind of tied up the running in this league really quickly with those two teams, four players. Yeah. What I don't like in this is the fact that your quarterbacks and if Cody Fajardo is believing to be the, the most awesome player out there in the CFL, according to Phil Miller, it shouldn't be because of his running. That's why there are running well, backs. And once again, teams now have a year's worth of film on Cody Fajardo. And there's some ugly-ass linebackers out there <laughs> who are just going to drool at the opportunity, okay? Yeah. So, you know, he might get hurt. But who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Is there anything else in this list that's surprising you? Or that you want to talk about? No, no not really. The whole list I was, surprises I was me. looking through it. You know, I was looking through it, hoping to find at least one kicker just to piss Will off. But uh, the, no kickers made the top 50. Well, that's yeah, kind uh, of a good thing. Well, the guy that Winnipeg paid, paid uh, 
two million dollars to. He doesn't play anymore, so. No. Funny, no one's gone yeah. to pick him up. Well, no, he's retired. He retired. He Winnipeg would have taken oh, he him. Reti- okay. Okay, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. Okay. I'm just wondering who the Lions kicker is going to be this year. You know, and you think about it, you think about all, let's see, how many receivers are on this list? Darvin Adams. Um, let's see, Darvin Adams. Darvin Adams. There are, there are nine wide receivers. Is there? Yeah. Darvin yeah. Adams. Up above it, it says, uh, go, breaks it down by position. Eugene Lewis, yeah. I don't know how Darvin Adams makes it into the top 50. He just got 50. Yeah, I know. I know. So, interesting. Anyways. Yeah, I'm I'm good with this list if you guys are. I It is what it is. We'll never it's irrelevant. It it's anyway. subjective. It's put out by p- yeah. people that I actually don't have a lot of uh, confidence in. I mean, you're talking about uh, Arash Madani is, is in this, and, and you know, yes, there are other player people in here who I do respect, but for the most part, the sports writers across this country, I don't respect them. I really have a problem with them because they, a they show personal bias, and b they. They're, they're not looking at reality. They're looking at what the, the sponsors want to hear. And, and I, you know, yes and no and everything else, but I don't know. Brandon Banks shouldn't have been there. Okay, moving on. Andrew Hess is out for the bomber season opener. How important is he to the bomber success? On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 12. I disagree, but really, Andrew Harrison. Okay, hang on. Let me let me go back and try this again. The running game to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is extremely important. Uh, they need to yep. uh, run the ball. They need to have the offensive line rested, so that when they do have because O lines love running plays. They don't like passing yes, plays. Yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they they want to run the ball because they want to smash somebody. Where it, in, a, in a passing situation, they have to pass block, and nobody likes to pass block. They get penalties. All sorts of bad things happen. They want to run. Okay, So you don't want your O-line back on its heels. You want it up on its toes with a running game. And to me, that's important to Winnipeg because that's how they win. That's how they play the game. Yes, I believe Zach Caleros is the most talented quarterback in the CFL today. I think that he's a better quarterback than Bo Levi or Mike O'Reilly. Okay? Technically, he's a better quarterback. He has better skills. Would I take him on my team over Mike O'Reilly? Absolutely not. Not, not with his injury history. I, I wouldn't want him. Okay? That being said, I think that he has the ability to rip a defense apart. 
if he has his confidence back, and I believe he does after last year. I think th- that was a great mind game for him. He, he got some skeletons out of his closet that needed to leave forever if he was ever going to continue in this league. But you need a healthy O-line, and you need a rested O-line to protect him. The only way you're going to do that is with the running game, and you need a strong running game. Chris Strebler, Andrew Harris provided that last year. It's going to happen this year if Trevor Harris is injured. Now, Mark, I know, is really high on the other Canadian kid that's in there, but it's not the same. You, you need a running game, and that's, I mean, that's the, the running game is what made Gary Durant look good. The running game is so important, unless you have an absolute surgeon of a quarterback. So is Andrew Harris being out important or a, a catastrophe or uh, – yeah, he's important part of this puzzle. Yes, he's a running back. Yes, he's old. Yes, we can find a younger, cheaper, faster uh, all of the above, William, I totally agree with your philosophy on that. 100% agree with your philosophy. I think running backs are more expendable and more replaceable than receivers are. Uh, but Andrew Harris right now is the man in, in Winnipeg, and him being hurt is uh, a psychological uh, issue with Winnipeg, if nothing else. Go ahead, Will. You know, I, I okay. So, I think if Zach Kolaris stays healthy this year, Winnipeg is scarier than they were in 2019 because in the previous seasons, when there was no Zach Kolaris and there was just Matt Nichols. Every single time Winnipeg came to Calgary, you know how Calgary beat them? They, Stopping the run. They, they stuffed the run every single time, okay? And they were fucked, okay? They couldn't do anything. Now, that they, have Zach, now that they have Zach Kolaris, and if he stays healthy, and it, they showed it, in the playoff game in Calgary and the last game of the season in Calgary, okay, they weren't one-dimensional anymore. But and I and I agree, Andrew Harris is important, but I still think Chris Trevler was more important, and I think they're really going to miss Chris Trevler, and because he was like having a second running back, to be honest with you. Yep. And and they're going to be. They're going to be in a bad position when it comes to that. But I really also think, though, that you got Buck Pierce as the offensive coordinator. Buck Pierce is a quarterback. What a what are quarterbacks like to do? Throw, throw the ball. Like to pass the ball. You're going to see a lot in of his that. Case, he also likes the quarterback sneak. But, um, it, but it's too bad. But it's too bad. Winnipeg couldn't have went out and find some decent receivers. <laughs> you think? Uh, yeah. The, the problem that I have with your theory on Chris Strebler, when Chris Strebler was behind center, we knew exactly what Winnipeg was going to do. 
It was going to run. Nobody, and, and nobody could but stop they still him. Didn't, yeah, that's what I was going to say. They still didn't really stop him at that. Some teams did. Most teams didn't. Not enough. Calgary, Calgary, Saskatchewan, and Hamilton didn't. Okay. No. And that's all it took. So. But you understand, and yes, Chris Trevler not being there is an important part of the Winnipeg puzzle, without question. But that's the running game. Now we've got Zach Calero back there. And there's mystery as to whether the ball is going to Andrew Harris or another running back or it's going downfield. Every right. play, it, it's not a question of, oh, it's going to be a running, which side are they going to go, which way are we going to go, who's going to open up the hole. It's going to be a running, play. Christopher, Andrew Harris, they're going to run the ball. Cantons can't throw with shit. Okay? Yep. But now with Zach Kaler behind center, it, it, it's a definitely a two, if not three-dimensional game. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and don't forget if they get a quality kicker, they could be unbeatable. Oh fuck! Because <laughs> that's very important to the game. Is a quality kicker. Well, you know, I'm not dealing well with your sarcasm tonight for some reason. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I've never been sarcastic a day in my life. You're an asshole. Uh, yes. Not been sarcastic. So you let, do you want me to bring the Let Talk um, Halifax Schooners or... or <laughs> page and we, we can go back and back back and look at your comments and you're going to tell me that you, you weren't sarcastic you, you know what I am looking so forward to the 2022 season when the schooners are going to be in this league <laughs> and we'll have it and we'll have a 10 team yeah, league good luck with that. we'll have a 10 team league you know and, and Matt Nichols might be the starting quarterback out there you never know fucking Marcus Crandall in their no, he's going to be the stadium that doesn't exist. Mar- Marcus Marcus Crandall's going to be the GM. Okay. Uh, Jesus, that was Damon Allen. Damon Allen's the GM. Marcus Crandall's the head coach. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is it's going to be great in Halifax. I might re- I might move out there. You never know. Well, you might be able to afford to retire then. Things are real cheap out well, there. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I did find a house in Lewisburg, Nova Scotia, about two months ago. Uh, it was 9,000 square feet, Christopher. Yeah, and they wanted I know. They wanted $192,000 for it. I, I know. <laughs> okay. So, and it was on yeah. a five-acre lot. So, hey, what the hell? I, I saw a, a beautiful ranch that had was on a cliff overlooking the ocean. It was absolutely gorgeous, and it was like 10 yeah. or 12 bedrooms or something like this, and it was like $225,000. I mean, you, you could run a bed and breakfast during the summer here with your horses and whatever else, and then fuck off to Florida for the winter. Because you don't want to do winters in Nova Scotia, trust me. You don't want to do winters in Nova Scotia. No, but but the not. point is, is that 
Nova Scotia is a really great place as long as you don't have to work. That is correct. <laughs> it's a really good place to retire if you have the means to do so. Absolutely. So I'm not dissing Nova Scotia. I'm not dissing Halifax. I just wish they'd stop trying to get a football team because they can't. But uh, from what I understand, it's a very beautiful place. So more power to you. When it's nice. Yeah, when it's nice. I got some friends in PEI and, uh, you know, it's like Anna Gable sort of thing, right? You're lying. Uh, You don't have friends. I do. Well, I do, actually. It's true. I do. Not many. I got a couple, maybe. Okay. Um, what time is it here? Oh, 25-2. I got lots of things to talk about. Uh, here's something new. Uh, big contract place here. This uh, uh, Randy Ambrosi, is is this him or is what's going on? But... Uh, Sirius XM has now signed a deal with them that will broadcast every CFL game through to the 2023 season. Uh, this is going to continue with this. Uh, I think that Sirius XM is doing a wonderful job with their broadcast. They used to have their own team, broadcast team, and they've ditched that. So what they do now is they, they broadcast the team, the broadcasting team that is the home team. So if it's in Saskatchewan, it's they broadcast the Saskatchewan uh, broadcast goes out. And if it's the BC, it's the BC team that does it. Uh, so I think this is a huge coup for um, a movement forward for the CFL that they've got SiriusXM on, on board. Um, at the same time, we've got a new uh, schedule released by ESPN uh, that says that they will broadcast every single one of the CFL games this year. Uh, I thought this was really great until I looked at it. I agree. It, hang on. Uh, there is only uh, there are three stations that are doing it: ESPN Two, ESPN News, and ESPN Plus. Now, the majority right. of the games are on ESPN Plus, which is only online. Okay, it's not actually broadcast over cable network. Uh, ESPN2 and ESPN News are over the network. There are 16 games being broadcast, five of which are playoff games. So that means that there are only nine games during the season actually broadcast live over the cable network of of ESPN, one game for each team. So although I, I applaud ESPN, uh, taking the initiative and broadcasting every single game of uh, CFL, which is wonderful for the American fans, I would just really like to see more of it put on on cable TV. I'm a little disappointed because I think this is about the same as what it was last season in 2019 and the season before in 2018. There is no new movement here. There's nothing new and you cannot get the ESPN Plus if you're not in America. So that does not help the broadcast uh, around the world. It only I does interne- internet in America. What's that, Charles? Go ahead. I have ESPN Plus. I'm Do actually you? on it right this moment. Yes. Okay. Well, 
I was Disney under Plus the... Thirty. Actually, has like forty different cha- ESPN Plus channels. Okay. And how yeah. much does that cost you? Does it cost you extra, or is that part of your cable subscription, or are you doing that off the that's internet, part of or my how IP, are you getting? That's my IPTV subscription. Right. Okay. You've got one of those really like, cool things. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to do something like that. Um, I'm probably going to have to watch my TV show, my football games out in my little room here. We'll see what happens. Football season's coming. Oh, where? I'm going to have to figure it. Well, I've only got one TV in the house that take picks up TSN off the internet because we don't yeah. do not have cable here. We only have the internet. And uh, right. it's the TV that's in my wife's bathtub. It's on the oh, wall okay. above the bathtub. So I'm going to have to go in the bathtub with a pillow and watch football game. Or I come out to my office here and watch it on my big monitor with my headphones on that I have right now. And but I don't know if I'm going to have my room much longer. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a bit of a challenge for me with football season. But, yeah, I'm kind of impressed with uh, ESPN. So, yeah, it's streaming, and uh, I, I'm sorry my information was incorrect. I, I did believe that, that. I thought that was only available to TSN subscribers. And it could be, and, and your, um, your, your weird thing just picks it up and rebroadcasts it. But I don't think that could I can be. just go on to uh, – I can't go to TSN Plus and – get a TSN subscription and, and watch it on TSN plus outside of America. I do not believe that's correct. I think just because that's you probably, are on some, yeah, some right. really cool uh, IPTV thing, you're able to do this. Yeah. Okay. So I might be wrong. I might be right. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, I, also got TSN. I also got TSN on this too, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I think we need to talk about is the new COVID rules for the CFL. The COVID rules are if any game is canceled because a team has an outbreak of COVID, that team gets a loss. And there was something about if it cannot be rescheduled, but I also noticed that it doesn't say that at another time. So. Do they get a loss? And, and the other team is a win. If both teams uh, have outbreaks of COVID, then they both lose. They both get a loss. They both get a loss. Now, the team, if the team does not have an 85% vaccine rate amongst the players, a canceled game they do not get paid for. So me think they're going to get some pushback on that, but go on. I, do you think? Uh, I have a question for you. If the game is canceled, okay, because of COVID breakout with the Toronto Argonauts, okay, and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have less than 85% vaccine rate, the game is canceled, but not because of them. Do they get paid? They are less than 85%. The game has been canceled. But they were the cause of it. I think they're the, I, the, I, the, I, the, I, the I don't know if that matters. The cause of it. 
That, I'm not is sure. that the rule? I didn't see that. It's kind of a gray area. I know what you're talking about. It's kind of a gray area. There needs to be more details about that because it's kind of confusing. I see mm-hmm. what you're saying on that. Right? It, it doesn't say anything about whether or not you are the cause of it or whether or not you are the, the winning team. It just says that if the game is canceled and your team does not have an 85% vaccine rate, nobody on the team gets paid for that game. It is confusing. No, well, I, I think there needs to be a little bit of clarification there. And there might be clarification yeah, there, and we're just unaware of it. Yeah. And I, I didn't get very clear on this. I was under the was impression, that? I said I was under the impression, and I don't know if this is right or not because my wife was telling me this. She was saying that if a player can't play in a game and he's not vaccinated because he's got COVID that he does not get paid for the game. Is that correct? The entire team. I the thought entire the entire team. team. Yeah. Okay. The entire team. If, if the team does not have uh, an 85% vaccination rate, then they, 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 they lose. They, they just don't happen. Okay. Um, Interesting. I'm thinking that's not really, there's a bit of, there's some constitutional issues there, is there not? Oh, fucking huge. Quite likely. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. In my opinion, they're massive. It's taken me, it's taken me uh, two days to get somebody to go to the football game on Saturday, okay? To fill all my seats, Okay. It's taken me two days, which, which the initial people I asked backed out because of the lack of protocol at the Stampeders Stadium. So, okay, as in, as in, they're just going to put everybody in there and see what happens. So we'll see. That, that's interesting that people are actually being concerned about that. Yeah, well, there are, people in, there are people in Alberta that are concerned about it. So, Okay, so um, good. I'm glad to hear that. I, I'm concerned about it. I'm concerned that uh, Winnipeg Stadium having 100% occupancy with no masks and every, no, no social distancing, no nothing else, uh, is is a recipe for disaster, an absolute but recipe Chris, for disaster. But, but but Christopher, they're all vaccinated, so they're safe. I I know, I know, and we know there, that that's there all you go. bullshit. Okay, um, so there's a an article: Saskatchewan quarterback Cody Fajardo is hoping he doesn't miss a game check due to potential COVID nineteen outbreak. So I'm looking at the rules and what it says here. Uh, If one club is suffering from COVID-19 issues, that club will forfeit the game and be assigned a loss, while its opponent will be credited with a win by a score of 1-0. to If both clubs are suffering from COVID-19 issues, then both clubs will forfeit the game and will be assigned a loss. In both of those circumstances, if a team can prove 
that 95% of its players under contract have been vaccinated at least once and preferably fully, its players will receive the salary for the game. If the team falls below the 85% threshold, the entire team will not receive its salary. So now let's go back to this. It, it says if one club is from COVID, that club forfeit the game and be assigned a loss, but the opponent will be credited with the win. It says in both of those circumstances, if a team can prove 85% of its players under contract have been vaccinated at least once, preferably fully, its players will receive the, can- the salary for the canceled game. But if the team falls below the 85% threshold, the entire team will not receive its salary. So they're saying in both circumstances. So in the first circumstances, only one team is suffering from COVID. But according to this, they wouldn't get paid. The winning team wouldn't get paid simply because they can't prove an 85% vaccination rate. Did you read that the way that that I said it? Yeah, I thought they were referring. I thought they were referring to the to the team that caused the forfeit, but I could be wrong. It, Don't the way assume anything. Is, is, yeah, I'm not assuming. Yeah, I guess I am kind of assuming it. Yeah. I kind of thought that's what they were saying, but maybe not. I don't know. It's confusing. Well, it, it, it's not. It basically says that in both of those circumstances. Now, if it said if team had a COVID outbreak can prove that they have an 85% vaccination then they pay. If the team with COVID outbreak, okay, can prove an 85% vaccination then they at least tried to prevent the COVID outbreak according to these guys, right? Right. Then they they would get paid. But that's not what it says. It says if a team it doesn't say if the losing team or if the winning team or if the vaccinated. It doesn't say anything like that. It just says if a team. And as of uh, July 30th, 79% of the NFL players fully or partially vaccinated. Three, only three teams had more than 85 The other six teams, including the Riders, have vaccination rates ranging from 67 to 81%. So I guess, say, the, uh, I guess the team with the best COVID numbers could go undefeated this year. Hmm. Well, knowing the Riders, they'll send someone with COVID to infiltrate their opponent's locker rooms. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, you know what the interesting thing is, and I don't know what it's like in BC, but apparently in Alberta, when you booked your appointment to get your vaccine, if you booked it online, when you walked in to get your vaccine, they gave you a blank sheet that you had to fill out. And after you get your vaccine, they register this number. Okay. So if you wanted to just get the sheet and fill it out and walk in and, and use it somewhere, you could. But I've noticed on Kijiji, these sheets are on sale for 5 bucks a piece. 
the blank wow. ones. So, which is quite interesting. Winnipeg has, or Manitoba has some passport, actually, that you have stamped and yeah. notarized and all sorts of weird, stupid shit. You have to have this to get into IG Field. You know, I, I would think that it wouldn't be a good thing to try and keep people out of Manitoba because nobody wants to go there anyways. Yeah. They might want to keep people in Manitoba. What's well? What's Saskatchewan's number one export? People. People. <laughs> Same with Newfoundland. But they're hard workers. Yes, they are, and they got the screech too. Yeah, they got the screech. Okay. So there. That's kind of kind of what I had got there. I thought. That the serious is a good thing, and the ESPN is a good thing. Uh, I'm I'm really confused about this vaccine type of thing, and uh, I'd really like some clarification from somebody. I just don't know where I'm going to get it from. Once again, it's it's kind of the same thing as this whole COVID thing has been. It's not very clear. Hmm. Okay, it's not very clear. There's a lot of confusion. So why would football players be any different? Yeah. I don't. I don't see a difference. I, I I'm, I'm just kind of confused on all of this. Yeah, me uh-huh. too. Me too. All I know is I was gonna go to the I was gonna go to the Calgary Winnipeg game in Winnipeg in week four, but uh I'm not going to that game anymore because I can't get into the stadium. So Yeah. That's a bit of a ham a, a hand to the concept, isn't it? Yep. That makes it difficult. So, okay. Calgary doesn't have does. this rule. It's just nope. Winnipeg. Is Winnipeg is the only one with this rule, or is that rule in Saskatchewan as well? No, I Saskatchewan don't so. doesn't I have it either. No, no. Every, come That's one, fair. come all in Saskatchewan. But understand also, though, that Winnipeg is still in phase two. No, no, they've moved on. Yes. They, they, they're in phase three now. No. Not till Saturday. Not till Saturday. You do not have to wear a mask at the IG Stadium. They have they have gone past that. Masks are no longer yeah, but, required in Manitoba. Well, yeah, that's because they're all vaccinated. Yeah, that was... And you can't catch anything if you're vaccinated, Christopher. Didn't you know that? Come on. Yeah. I love what they're doing to uh, healthcare workers right now. Healthcare workers who work hard, first line of defense to most of us, um, all through this pandemic, who they worked and worked and diligently worked, are now being fired because they're refusing to be vaccinated. 
They worked without the vaccine. They never caught the, the virus. They, 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 they saved people's lives. They made people comfortable. They did what they needed to do because they, that's the job that they took on. They're now being fired because they're refusing to take the vaccine. So here's an interesting concept. I'm, I'm waiting for that one to go that, to court. Here's an interesting concept, and I don't know if I told you guys last week. Remember a week ago Monday I went for a colonoscopy, right? Yes. And that, and I, that, happened, at the ho- and that happened at the hospital. They, it usually does. They did, they did not ask me. where they do it? They did not ask me. If you're vaccinated. If I was vaccinated. If I was vaccinated. Well, you would think that your health records would have that information. Probably. Well, not necessarily. I don't know. Did they add it that fast? But they did not ask the question. But they asked the questions, you know, that they've been asking everywhere when you walk into places like, have you been out of the country in the last two weeks and have you been this and have you been that? They asked all those questions, but they didn't ask hmm. if I was vaccinated, which is an interesting concept. It is, because it, it, it appears they don't care. I, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. So maybe some of these healthcare workers that don't want to get vaccinated know something that we don't know. And the plot thickens. Yeah, well, yeah. We're running out of time here, and that's okay. Because yes, we, we probably okay. don't want to do this. Um, but we can do this anyhow. Because I've got a little post here that says, if you can promise me I won't get blood clots, ball palsy, heart inflammation, seizures, prion disease, or death from the alleged treatment, then I'll take my chances with something that I'm 99.9% likely to recover from if I do happen to get it. You know, like a cold. Will, you put up a post that said, do you know anybody that's actually had COVID? No, I didn't put that post up. I answered that post. Oh, okay. 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 And and so many people have answered, like, as if I was asking them the question. I just answered it, and then I got all these replies, and it's like, come on, guys. I, wow. Okay. So, so any anyhow, um, I have two people that have died from COVID. They were both seniors. Right. Uh, they, right. Did they have uh, underlying health injuries, uh, issues? Uh, probably. They were old. We all do at this point in time in our lives. Um, but I, I know two people who that one girl in, that was 18 years old and one girl that was 22 years old that both died from the vaccine. So would they be alive without the vaccine? Yes. Did they have, did they have underlying health issues? I know only know one of them personally, and uh, the answer is no. Okay. Uh, we got to shut the show down because we only got 30 seconds. Uh, this yep. is Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 491. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and uh, thank you for listening to us. Uh, we're excited to have football tomorrow. Tomorrow. Fuck, tomorrow. Uh, we're going to let the boys say goodnight right now. Charles, go ahead. 
Good night, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. We actually have football to talk about. Will we uh, meet up with you a week from Five now? Five seconds. So that's we'll exciting, go. and we'll talk. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. Have a great week, and let's go football.